Welcome, 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 welcome to the RIP 28 Podcast. The RIP 28 Podcast, this is a podcast where a few friends can get together and we can talk about a few things. Now, some of those things you might like, some of those things you might not like, but we're going to keep on talking about them here on the RIP 28 Podcast. I am your host. I'm your host. I am Sly, the sports guy. I'm joined by a few of my friends, a few of my friends. We'll start off in the top left. The educator's educator. What's going on, LBZ? What's up, man? It's BZ the Great, the educator's educator. Just here to educate you or be educated on a few things. Let's get it. Down in the bottom, on the bottom, we got the one and only, Mr. AB. How you doing, Mr. Benny? What's up? What's up, fellas? I'm on two uh, podcast street right now. So I'm trying to keep <laughs> the thing going. There's two weeks in a row. Two on a row, two on a row, back hey, to man, back. I, hey, I'm, I'm making making things happen now. I hear, I hear you. You awesome, Tom. You're awesome. <laughs> <laughs> well, today, today we're gonna bring on a special guest. We're gonna bring. You know, we love the ladies, man. We like to have that ladies' opinion come on every once in a while. You know, every once in a while we're good guys, man. We're gonna let them come out the kitchen. We're gonna let them <laughs> not cleaning up, and we're gonna let them speak for a little bit. You know. So today we're gonna bring on a very special young lady, Columbia's own Miss Brittany Bonaparte. How you doing, Brittany? Hello, how are y'all? We're doing great, doing great. I'm so glad to have Brittany here. You know, if you're wondering, you know, what are her credentials for being on the show? Credentials for being on the show. Well, Brittany's a moving shaker in the world. She's a moving shaker high up in the education industry. She's gonna educate our educator every now and then. Does a little bit of real estate, making plenty of money. So if you ever need to borrow a couple of dollars, you know, holla, holla at Brittany. She got it. <laughs> or if you ever want to buy and sell, I'll help you. <laughs> what y'all sipping on, man? You know, you know what I, I, I figured today I was going to try something new, man. Try something new, man. I got this Jim Bean and apple juice. Is that, that different right there? It tastes pretty yeah. good. Sounds like a laxative. I got me a little bit of um Ciroc apple and Sprizite. Ah, keep it keep it happy. So I'm the only one ain't got no chaser. Just straight. Yeah, you that you that original drunk. Hey, yeah, man, I'm Martell. I'm on that Martell today, man. Martell hey. Blue Swift. Hey, Sly, they say don't drink and drive in time and drinking and driving since middle school. Hey. So, <laughs> hey, hey, anybody can drive sober. It'll take a real driver to drive drunk. Tom is very experienced. If I'm going to ride with somebody drunk, it's going to be Ed Tom. Miss <laughs> hey. D, what you got over there? You sipping on something? I'd like seltzer. Red lights, yeah. She so sound like awesome. hey, she sound like she's Jawan's sister. Right <laughs> <laughs> around the corner, no carbs, no sugar. Summer's Excuse me, out. Be healthy, Miss Healthy. I'm sorry. For you as your listeners, Brittany is from the rich side of Columbia. You know, so that make that make a lot of sense. People out there in the suburbs, and so they they do that out there in the suburbs where, where Brittany is from. So that that makes the Bud Light seltzer, man. You know, before we dive too deep, man, we want to let everybody know, everybody out there, we appreciate you listening, we appreciate you watching, but 
you can check us out everywhere. We're on, we're on Amazon. I'm not Amazon. We're on Apple Podcasts. We're on Apple Podcasts. We're on Google Podcasts. Uh, iTunes, Spotify, Podbay, Anchor, Twitter, Facebook. Man, we on Pocket Cast. It's so much stuff. We on anywhere you listen or watch your podcast, you can check us out. The Rip 28 Podcast, you can check us out. And while you're checking us out, you might as well go ahead and hit the like and subscribe. Hit the like and subscribe. And I'm going to be honest. If you don't hit the like and subscribe, your mama probably raised you wrong. I mean, that, that's what it come down to. Your mama exactly. probably raised you wrong if you don't like and subscribe our podcast. Hey, Sly, you missed one of our um, social media um, sites. What's that? You can catch us on Fans Only, too. Uh, we're starting to do We started starting the only fan page, man. We said, hey, old girl, old girl making uh, 150 a month. Hey. Hey, but. Hey, but you know what though? Check this out. I'm gonna do for you for you people not in tune to what the media, how the media, how media savvy we are. We're gonna transition out of that joke that LeBron led into into our first topic. Out in California somewhere, it was a young lady, a married woman who is a who has two kids who go to a private school, a private Catholic school. Well, the private Catholic school found out that the mom started an OnlyFans account. This OnlyFans account, she was making over $100,000 a month in the OnlyFans account. Then you got a couple of other moms, probably physically challenged moms, who got a, <laughs> got a little upset and they went told. They started snitching, being tattletales. And the kids got kicked out of school. The mom has to go and find a new site for the for the kids. Man, what y'all think about this mess? That's hey, wrong. Man. That's discrimination. Hey, long as she paying her own tuition, don't, don't matter, matter where it comes right? from. Don't matter where it comes from. I don't care if it's sweaty and wet. <laughs> Take your tuition. You stay no, at the school. It's a very rigorous like entrance. <clears throat> whole setup to get into a school like that they don't just dive into the academics they also want to know all about the family and so she wasn't speaking about her only fans during her entrance exam or interview then it's misleading you can't like be one person trying to get them in and then a completely different person once they're in i well, mean well, me, personally i just found a new school for the kids but just ain't not, probably ain't none of their business but what i'm saying is why how, if she making her money how's that bad on the school She's not affiliated with the school. It's the kids. Well, no. well let me ask you this. You Who found out about it? Mm-hmm. How they found out? And how about did it? they find out? And why did they find out? Because they own their users. <laughs> everybody else that was paying that woman. That, you could have looked at. You can look at them fly like like it's probably somebody that's shaped like uh, a five foot eight, two hundred forty pound pulling guard, and they mad. Why are you mad, bro? Let that woman pay her tuition. It's hard out here for a pimp. Let, let that woman, and I'm from, I'm from the point of view is, you know, she's paying her tuition on time. You know, you got somebody else going to that school whose father is a banker, who's a racist banker, who's denying loans to black folk or denying loans to, well, they're in California, so denying, denying loans to Mexicans. You know what I'm saying? 
something like that, or you got somebody who's cheating on their wife, or you got somebody who's cheating on their, you probably got some swinger clubs going on at the school. But this lady, she real with hers. She got hers on Front Street. She got it out there on, on OnlyFans so the whole world know what she's doing. So why kick her out when you won't kick out these other unscrupulous businessmen or whatever that you have their kids going to? Well, for clarification, what's the content of her OnlyFans? Well, her husband, you know, the RIP 20, well, first of all, we like to say the RIP 28 podcast, we have a crack research staff. We don't just bring these topics up. We have a whole research staff that goes out and looks at these OnlyFans pages just to make sure everything's on the up and up strictly for business, strictly for business. And so what's going on with her OnlyFans account? She has partial nudity. She's not all the way naked. A lot of her stuff is in lingerie and uh, stuff like that. And her husband does some of the photographs. Now, what she also has is also a couple of other housewives from the area that are on her um, OnlyFans account. Her name is the real Miss Pondexter. That's that's her name, and she she has like the schoolgirl outfit, like she's a school teacher or whatever. That's her that's her hook. That's her hook, and so she doesn't actually have sex on the OnlyFans account, but she is uh, scantily dressed. In Slide. That. That's happening in the schools every day when the parents were coming. Every day. I, I mean. <laughs> Like literally, I'm I'm in education, been in education since '03, <laughs> and you gonna punish somebody for uh, cashing in on something you allow every day? Parents to come in with pajamas on, parents come in with their pants sagging down by their knees, halter tops, but because she's cashing out, it's a problem. No, nah, it's because it's a private school. There I was gonna say public versus private. That's the biggest difference. Public. You yeah, you got public, you got private school. Moms, right now that I know, maybe I'm just speaking for myself, that I know that do the same things, but it ain't my business, you know? I'm just here to report on what um, Sly's brought up. Yeah, it's that private, it's a private school thing, man, you know. Yeah, I get it, but as long as that tuition on time. That's what I said, too. But do you believe that anything that the parents can gain access to, so can the students? (laughs) They better have their eyes ready for it, then. (laughs) <laughs> hey, hey, you have kids have discernment too. They know what's wrong. They know they shouldn't <laughs> be on no fans only page. They know. But here go the thing though. That's more of the parent being a good parent. If you're a good parent, <clears throat> you, know, you should you should be checking on your kid. You know, you can't you can't you can't control everything with kid. We we all watch porn. But y'all watch porn. To me, I was a good mom. I was a good boy, mom. I ain't do that. But these guys <laughs> growing up. And so even though I know both of y'all parents are good, great parents and everything like that, you can't control everything that your child does. So your child probably will be able to see some stuff that you won't let them, you don't want them to see. But for the most part, you should have these talks and these explanations with your kid to try to keep them, to let them know that this isn't real, this isn't the way that women should be treated, or, you know, this shit you see in porn ain't, ain't real. <laughs> well, I got, I got a thing, though. What about the teacher, like the teacher of the class sees that parent, only fan, and that teacher has that kid in their class? 
<laughs> say it's a male teacher. You think he gonna give him some A's for just to get a, um, a free account? Hey, you never know. <laughs> hey, since I am the educator's educator, I think I'm qualified to answer this question. Okay. So I'm right in and say, um, <laughs> yeah, it'd be a couple A's going in there. You ain't do your homework? That's fine, Tim. <laughs> but, um, you know, get back to work. Yeah. All right. You good For to go. For me personally, I think that she should keep her OnlyFans and take her kids to public school and let that be that. Like, I don't think she should stop what she's doing. Her husband completely agrees, but the school completely disagrees. So she and her husband and family do whatever they need to do to pay their bills. Just find a new school. Simple. You know, I think bottom line, it comes down to you're paying your money to go to that school. So that school can make the decision because it is their school. It's not a public school. It's a private school. Is their school. No matter how good a parent you are or how bad a parent you are, you're still paying somebody else. And if they don't want your money, they don't have to take your money, you know, because it's, it's interesting. We're talking about good parenting, you know, because it's good parenting on different levels because you can look at whether or not she was a good parent or you can look at our man Senator Ted Cruz and whether or not he was a good parent. He was a, a great parent. Because his kids were sad and depressed because they were, they were sad and depressed because they were in Texas doing this snowstorm and his kids wanted to go to Mexico. So him being the great parent that he is, he said, fuck Texas. I'm going to Mexico with my kids. That's a great Adios, point. amigos. Ted Cruz, man. Hey, slide. The, the, the correct, the the, the, poli the uh, politically correct me want to say, oh, that's messed up. But man, you got to do what's best for your kids, man. You always got to take care of your kids. Question. Make sure they take care of. Who pays his salary? <laughs> the OnlyFans. <laughs> <laughs> so essentially, if he's going to carry a position like that and he's going to accept mm -hmm. a, a salary from the people of Texas or, you know, whatever, then why does he feel like it's okay for him to leave them? If they're paying your bills, why can you just leave them when it gets hard instead of being on the front lines trying to make it better? That's just my opinion. Because there's plenty of people that um, when they get a better opportunity at a job, they leave. So, <laughs> so he got a better opportunity. Hey, man, you, you let a flood come right now. Me and Masai, we're going to pack our bags and we're going to somewhere where it's safe. And hey, you ain't, hey. me when I get back, but right then we're going to be safe. Yeah, that's why you're not called senator or congressman. Exactly. Um, you are a teacher. Well, I'm called Coach. <laughs> coach. I'm a too. They hey, hey, the coach. Hey, they gonna be like shit. Season over with Coach gone. <laughs> the hell with it. The hell with it. We don't care. <laughs> Here's my thing. You know, for for me personally, it sounds good. It sounds great that you want the captain to go down with the ship. You know that that sounds great. That's great in TVs and that's great in movies, but. This man is a senator. He doesn't work for the power company. He don't drive a truck. He can't climb a pole. He can't do, he physically can't do anything to get the power back on in Texas. Physically, he can't do anything. The only thing he can do is just sit there and say, hey, I'm there with you. So all, the only thing he can do is make phone calls. Hey, I need President Biden to declare this a national emergency. He got to make a phone call to do that. I need well, he, the governor to do this. 
he has to make a phone call to do that. Everything he can do, he has to make a phone call, and that's all he can do. So hey, the thing is, he got to be smarter on his getaway. Yeah, can't go to, yeah, that's can't it. Go to the it's damn so airport. private. It, yeah, it's really like stupid. he didn't give a fuck and that he wanted the paparazzi to see him when he could have easily flown private. And right. that would have been his business with his kids, and he could have made that phone call from the private jet. So the fact that he wanted the paparazzi to see him is what makes it kind of questionable. But here's another thing that kind of threw, threw off that, that whole public flying on the, you know, the flying on Delta or whatever. He would have got away with all of this. But somebody from his own crew, one of his <laughs> wife's friends, published the text messages between his wife and, and them and their group, their group chat. One of his wise friends published their group chat, and that's how they found out he was going to uh, he was going to Mexico. Because truth be told, he's a senator; he's not walking around with a whole bunch of security and stuff like that. He could have easily went to that airport, got on the plane, and no one would have known about it if, if nobody leaked those text messages. That's be careful who you do your dirt with. Be careful. Yeah, right. yeah I know who in your circle. His wife was speaking about what they were doing on a group text. Yeah, on a group text. His wife, that's how the information got out. That's how the information got out. It wasn't like he went to the airport and an airport worker said, hey, that looked like Senator Terry Cruz. You guys from South Carolina right now, if y'all was to see y'all senator in the airport, would you recognize him? To my Lindsay. Would you recognize Lindsay? Yeah, I see him with all that pink behind him probably somewhere. (laughs) Yeah, he he, he he always looked drunk and he's and he's petite. So yeah, yeah, we like so soft, so soft, soft. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, him and Tim Scott. Mm-hmm. Oh, Tim Scott, you'll see his gums. Yep. <laughs> well, I'm gonna be real. I, I'm from Georgia. I wouldn't wreck. I voted for Warnock and I voted for the right guy. I, you know, I, I wouldn't wreck either one of them. Uh, you know Warnock. I know Warnock. I, 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 not, if I seen Warnock walking down the street, I wouldn't know. I wouldn't know. Now that I stopped getting all this stuff in the mail, I, I wouldn't know. <laughs> you know, for the election, you know, we got plenty of shit in the mail before the election. But but after that, I, I really, I truly, honestly wouldn't know. And, and I believe that I'm in tune with politics. I keep up with, with, with everything, going, with a lot of stuff that's going on. But I, I wouldn't know I wouldn't know him if I saw him in public. So, you know. So here's the thing: What do y'all think? Should he have stayed, or should he, or should he have uh, went? Or is it okay that he went? I, I think he should have lied about it. He should have <laughs> lied about it. When he got caught, he lied about it. That's the that's the biggest thing. He said, hey, "Yeah, I got I got caught." They, they kept their business to themselves. Mm-hmm. He should have never been talking about it on a group text, and he should have flown private. Yeah, I, all I'm gonna look is, at it is when the tough gets going, Ted Cruz is also gonna get going. That's how I would look at it. Living in Texas, if it ever gets hey, too tough for him, he's flying out. He gonna fly the coop. I get you, but only crime that he did was getting caught. <laughs> you right? It ain't a crime till you get caught. Once you get right. caught, now yeah, it's just, he it's still ain't. It still wasn't a crime though. He just no, it ain't a crime. But I'm he just, just saying, he getting killed in the um, relative public to what we're talking about. Right. Hmm. I just don't don't just don't get caught. <laughs> you know, don't get caught slipping. Just don't do it. 
Come don't on. get caught slipping. You know, it's, it's interesting you bring up, you know, that, that public opinion, man, because a lot of times uh, people's public opinion and their reputation kind of precedes them. And, and speaking of something like that, you know, a couple of days ago, Tiger Woods got into a car accident and he had to be actually rescued with the jaws of life, man. Firefighters had to go in there and cut him open and get him out. But when you say your reputation precedes him, a lot of people in the early going on, they were like, oh, was Tiger drunk? Was was it a DUI? You know, and not even caring about will this man, is this man okay? Will he walk again? Anything like that. Everybody was just kind of crushing down on Tiger because of his previous reputation, man. And that's that's kind of kind of messed up, man. That's 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 today's society, though. Anytime, anytime mm-hmm. when you make it to a high level, they want to see you fall. They 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 they're looking for that entertainment of seeing you fall. Tiger did it to himself with the um you know the scandal that he had, and tried to build his way back up. That was a great story. Him fighting back to get back to a stature of almost tiger, but still society wants to see, see you fall. But speaking of that, but it's really, is is more, it's more of a story when you do on your decline, when you slide down that ladder, it ain't fun watching uh tiger and other people that's great ascend to where they're going. When you, once you get any scandal, when they said like Michael Jordan, when they thought that his gambling had, um, got his daddy killed. That was a bit old. Right. Not that Michael Jordan is great. They love scandal. And like you said, society is that way. They love scandal. That's why you got mm-hmm. so many uh, housewife movies, uh, shows. You're right. <laughs> they love scandal. But Sly, one thing is, I'm going to take the blame for that because for Black History, right before Tiger crashed, I, I dressed up as Tiger for Black History at school, man. In a couple of days, go hours, man. I get a call that Tiger hurt, <laughs> and I said, "Damn, was it me? Is it my bad karma that fucked Tiger up?" So you know, I don't know. I'm gonna consult with Tiger and his people and see what we can do, man. You know? <laughs> but you know, you know, it's funny. You you talk about dressing up like Tiger a little bit, man, and I and I can I can really think back to. When Tiger first started, you know, he first got that nationwide acclaim and people start, you know, learn who Tiger was. And as black folk, what Tiger kind of did for us, you know what I'm saying? Uh, because I guess before Tiger Woods, the only black golfer was uh, Calvin, Calvin Pete, uh, Diamond, Calvin, Calvin Diamond Pete. And this was during the 60s and the 70s when he golfed, but but Tiger started a whole new renaissance, a whole new wave of black golfers, man. And, and me, myself, you know, I got out there and I, and I learned the game. I learned the game by, by, by uh, just because of Tiger. To be honest. Hey, I, I got a story. Um, I used to work when I was in college. Um, this was back in 99. Yeah, 99. I used to go down to the Heritage, down to Hilton Head, um, Sea Pines, work the, um, the, the um, Heritage Classic. PGA um, Tour Classic. Tiger Woods was down in, in 99. He couldn't come back no more because they couldn't hold his crowd. Yes. The crowd that comes with Tiger Woods, they couldn't hold it anymore. So Tiger Woods couldn't come to the Heritage Classic anymore. And I'm talking about, it was unbelievable, man. I made so much money down there. Just I was a, I was a, a pretty much a, a runner. I run from 
skybox, skybox, you know, working and worked on yachts at the night on night on parties, whatever. I made probably about two thousand dollars down there in three days. Sure. <laughs> Straight hey. up. <laughs> hey, Tiger that, couldn't come the, back down anymore. That's the opportunity that Tiger has opened up for so many, like you said, black golfers. The opportunities that we may have never had hadn't Tiger come along with golf. Um, I know a lot of kids that black kids, I wouldn't say a lot, but I know several black kids that have gone on to earn scholarships on in, in golf, which you never heard of. You know, back in the day, you either got base, baseball, football, or basketball or track. But Tiger and Venus and so many others opened up so many other avenues for us, man, that, you know, he's going to always be a legend, no matter – I know the scandal and the things, like you said, his um, his being uh, preceding him, but his uh, reputation preceding him. But he's still going to be a legend for just the the doors he's opened for so many mm-hmm. that we wouldn't have had, or it would have been even harder to have. Yeah, yeah. I think I mean, the timing of this car accident is a bit. It's it's a sad because Tiger's son is so skilled. You know, he's starting to get a lot of coverage for his golf game. And I think watching his son play golf reminds you of why you fell in love with Tiger and like what Tiger was to the golf game. And you can kind of see it in his son. So I think that if Tiger would have kind of kept it clean and stayed on the right track, like no pun intended, and we watched the rise of his son, that probably could have trumped some of his scandals. But it's like right as his son's game is going up, we're reminded of Tiger and, you know, kind of his the blemishes on his record when it could have gone in a different direction because his son is doing so well. And Tiger's obsessed with how well his son is doing. So Charlie, get him Charlie. Yeah. But and, and another thing, man, with that whole golf uh, renaissance and everything that's going on. And, and I can think about how it directly affected me. Um, Hootie and the Blowfish used to do this thing called Monday after the masters. And they did that at uh, Fort Jackson, and then they end up moving it somewhere else. I forgot where they moved it to. But what uh, Myrtle Beach? Myrtle Beach, okay. Mm-hmm. And well, what Darius Record, uh, I guess Hootie, you know, what what he established or what he started was a youth golf program in Columbia. Now I was well too old. I was way, you know, I was in college by then. But my little sister, my little sister picked picked it up, and she joined that youth golf program and they used to have it at um they used to have it over off of Broad River Road and then they moved it to the uh city public links over there by Saxon Home. That yeah Clyburns. Yeah Clyburns. Yeah Clyburns. by C. A. Johnson. Yeah by C. A. Johnson. Mm-hmm. And my little sister, she was the only girl out there doing it. And then she was the only black girl out there. She was the only black person out there doing it too. So you know I would drop her off for practice. And the instructor, I forget the instructor name, but it was an older black guy. And while I dropped her off, I would just go to the driving range and I'd just mess around and hit the ball. You know, I'm sitting up there hitting it like it's a baseball or something. And then the instructor, he said, hey, look, son, he said, if you're going to be out here waiting on your sister, you ain't going to be out here making me and my people look bad singing out <laughs> like that. So you need to come on over here with these little kids and learn how to hit too. And so that, you know, that was a direct, that's how I actually learned how to play the game. It became, you know, the game somewhat pretty decent at, at the golf game, man. And it just, you know, just a little direct roll off of, of Tiger Woods and, and the effect that he had on this golf. Yeah. But check this out. How many business transactions have been made on the golf course? Mm-hmm. 
you think about, you know, it went from the boardroom to the golf course. So just that diversity, man, having that diversity, whether like you, I'm a novice player. I don't, I'm not good. I go out there. Me and that Tom went to the driving range one time and hit some, hit, hit a few, but you know, we get out there and play, but you know, just that little bit we know may open up a business opportunity just because we know a little bit about the game. And, and, and it's funny that you mentioned that, you know, business opportunity. Um, and I was one of the ones, I didn't believe it. You know, I didn't believe that people make business deals on the golf course. Well, you know, I have my, my broadcasting company. And, and what ended up happening for me years ago, I was hanging out with, I won't say his name, but all y'all know my best friend. I can't say his name on, on the podcast because Mm-hmm. I don't want to mess up the church's money. <laughs> but but he he told me um he said he was gonna go and play golf with a guy who was a kind of high up in Coca-Cola. And and we went out to this link and we were just talking and the guy asked me, you know, what do I do? And I said, Well, I do a radio broadcast, I call these games, and he asked me how, you know. You know, how is it going? I said, it's going good, but I just kind of need sponsors. I was telling him, you know, I have viewership, I have listenership, and I need sponsors. And he was like, okay, well, you know, he's like, I don't know if you know, but I work for Coca-Cola in the marketing department. That's what I do. He said, give me a call on Monday. I gave him a call, and that was like my first big-time advertiser that I had. And it all happened because we were out there playing golf. And exactly. Was, Thanks to Tiger. Thanks to Tiger. It's the tiger, so I, I owe I owe Tiger a little bit of money, or, or we can find a you know something to make him happy. I can find a fat white woman, you know something. Well, well you know, oh. tig- Tiger's uh, uh, infidelities, you know, like the strip club and stuff. They made a lot of deals in strip clubs too. Oh, hey, there you go. I, I, I oh, why take a now? Why take a dig at Tiger after all that good stuff? Y'all take a dig at Tiger. Hey man, we talking about deals, man. Tiger. Well, Tiger's a man, man. And here's the thing, man, about Tiger. Tiger is was one of the most famous people on the face of the earth. And expecting somebody of his stature to be faithful, expecting somebody of his stature to be committed to one woman, it's not realistic. I mean, let's just be honest. It's not realistic for somebody that high up who has poo nanny thrown at him everywhere he goes. It ain't realistic, man. It's hard for me. <laughs> oh, God. And I ain't tired. Stop, stop, stop. <laughs> why, isn't it, why isn't it realistic? Like, what makes it so hard? Stop, let's end the show when he comparing his, his, man, come on, man. Go ahead, answer the question. Yeah, let, let, me, let me break this down for you, Brittany. Let me break this down. You, you, you're a good looking woman. You're a good-looking woman. And from the time you were probably 12 years old, time you first started growing titties and getting a little bit of booty, there have been a man, some man, constantly hitting on you. Constantly. Wherever it's been, you walking, somebody is, hey, how you doing? Somebody has offered to buy you a drink. Somebody has offered to do something for you strictly on the fact that you're a good-looking woman. All right. So you have had 30 plus years of rejecting guys. You have had 30 plus years of turning down advances. 
So you understand how to do it, and you're good at how to at good at doing it. Now, as a man, there are very few men from the time they were 12 years old having women constantly hit on them, hit on them, hit on them, hit on them, and they get used to turning down pussy. Tiger Woods was a geek. Tiger Woods was a golf nerd. Oh. He was a golf nerd, and he was catapulted into mega stardom, mega women throwing themselves at it. He was a geeky, mixed kid who played golf coming up. Women wasn't throwing panties at Tiger coming up. It wasn't happening. But now he gets super, super famous, and he gets married to a Swedish nanny, to a nanny. Who was a bad his wife was fine. Don't get me wrong, she was fine. But now, like David Justice said one time, somebody said, How could you leave Holly Bear? David Justice said, Well, I'm a I'm a I'm a major league baseball player. I see five or six Holly Berries every city I go to. So Tiger Woods, true, he has this fine woman at home, but everywhere he goes, he sees 10 other fine women who are just as bad. How often do you expect him to keep turning that pussy down? Okay, is the risk worth the reward? Nah, when she took half of this shit. In <laughs> okay, that's what I was going to say. I mean, it doesn't matter how bad the next bitch is. Is the risk worth the reward? Like, I think men should know that by now. Most of the time, it's not. Hey, hey but Tiger's gotten that money back in a little bit more, man. Tiger ain't missing that no more. Yeah, no more. That's old. He ain't missing that no more. That's old money. Shit, Tiger, that's water under the bridge. Tiger's still damn near a billionaire. So the risk was worth the reward, is what you're saying. Uh, I'm not saying yeah. that. I'm just, I'm just saying he got enough money to cover it up. That's all I'm saying. I'm saying if he had, if he had a uh, prenup, yeah, the risk was worth the reward. If he had a prenup. Oh, okay. It, it, well, it, well, if I ever make it and I get mad, it's definitely gonna be a prenup. <laughs> I ain't mad you without no prenup. Uh-huh. <laughs> See, I want, I want all my, I want all my $100. Hey, look. When did you go out with shooting in the gym? <laughs> look at Tiger had $500 million. Him losing $250 million, he's still good. He yeah, hey. Right. They, they ain't talking for a thousand years. Yeah, he, he'll be all right. <laughs> he, he, he'll be all right. <laughs> hey, hey, slide. Level and a certain wow. income, then yes, the risk is worth the reward. Once you get to a certain level of income, yeah, yeah, exactly, man. You know, Tiger, Tiger ain't gonna be eating beanies and weenies. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> hey, hey, Sly, eating beans and weenies and sleeping on his homeboy couch. Exactly. That's the way I'm at. I get another divorce. I'm on the couch, so I got to call up my homie Tim Brown. I said, Tim, I need a spot, bro. <laughs> Hey, hey, Slide, look, with all that you said about Tiger giving up hair, in 2019, Tiger was still worth $800 million. Since 1996, Tiger has earned $1.5 billion. He ain't worrying about that $250. Does it hurt? Yeah, but it doesn't hurt, like you say, as much as it is. Your back don't hurt. When you're hey. sleeping on that last futon. Hey, that's tight. That Tiger just gave a sponsorship away. Huh? He just gave a sponsorship away. That's all. Yeah, he just sponsored. He just sponsored somebody. That's all he did. <laughs> a tax write-off. That's all. A little tax write-off, man. Yeah. Tiger say I'm worth 800, 800 million. 
So with why that, I would have been married. If you've gotten to such a level and such a status to where money can pretty much get you out of anything, why even get married or stay married? Just be single. Well, you need you need somebody to rub your back every now and then. Oh, because guys want to have their cake and eat it too, irregardless of their income. I understand. Well, yeah, as long as you're in that kitchen with your shoes off, yeah, that's exactly what we want. Well, cake and eat too. A certain billion amount of dollars, I'm not going to be in nobody's kitchen with my shoes off. Well, you can put but your I'll high heels. Nanny you can put your what to do. Hey, for all I give a damn, put your high heels on or your Louis Vuittons or your Balenciaga. Sure. I don't care. Get your ass in the kitchen. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, this simple. If I'm making that kind of money, you went back talking. You'll get in that kitchen. Okay. <laughs> is it okay if I cheat as well? If you yeah, want, if, if she want to have that Mr. Big, this is Mr. Big. What the hell is going on? Hey, have to, hey, have to tell her the same thing like Ted Cruz. Just don't get caught. Hey, you better not get caught. Okay. But just know you got a track on that phone you using and that car you driving. So as soon as you park in this. What? Yes, Slough House. I'm headed to Slough House. <laughs> I'm coming over here. I got to find out what is happening. I got to exactly. Find. What is going on? What is really happening in this place, man? You know? Yeah. Okay, so double standards and having your cake and eating it too. Got it. Okay. Well, but that's been for life. That ain't something that just changed on this podcast. Exactly. No, I mean, I'm not saying it changed on the podcast, but we're talking about Tiger and you, I'm gaining that you all are saying because he makes enough money. Who cares about his indiscretions? That's not what I'm saying. I'm just saying he can cover it up. That's all I'm saying. I'm not, <laughs> I'm simply saying the man had enough money to cover it up and he Did should he have got caught up? in the first place. Did he cover it up? Yeah, he, he didn't cover it all the way up. Okay. Yeah, that, and see, and see, that goes back though to Tiger being the geek, right? Sly, he ain't used to that. Yeah, he listened to some of them voice messages. He left. I'm like, yo, Tiger, 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 come on, bro, come on. He don't see. He didn't understand the power he had behind Tiger Eldridge Wood, Eldridge Tiger Wood. Now you don't see Mike and all them boys that's used to that getting caught up like that. Sure, I'd be willing to bet that LeBron doesn't get caught ever. LeBron, 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 oh, 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 LeBron's, LeBron's a great. You watch him out. Oh wait, let's for clarification. Are we finished? Are we done? Are we finished or are we done? You watch him up about the LeBron. For clarification, I don't cheat. Black men don't cheat anyway. Tiger ain't all the way black. Black men don't. Black men don't cheat. Tiger, Tiger is cobbling Asian. Hey, that's what he claimed. That's what he is. He's other. Blasphemy is going up, on on this podcast for you all to say that black men don't cheat. That's hilarious. No. Black men don't cheat. You can't point no black man out on this podcast that cheats. Never. 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 <laughs> you can cut that out. You would not paint that false narrative about black men on the RIP 28. I did not say that black men cheat. That is not what I said at all. Do you hate black people? <laughs> Just because you're from a ritzy neighborhood, you don't hate black. Do you see oh who that God. is? That's Malcolm X. <laughs> we didn't land on Plymouth Rock. Plymouth Rock landed on us. She has been corrupted by the white man at the no, no, my father is a black man. All of my brother-in-laws are black men. Most. 
I mean, I love a black man myself. I'm not saying all black men cheat. I'm just saying that sometimes black men get sloppy and they get caught along with white men. It's a male thing. It's a gender thing, not a color thing. Black men. What? That is a false narrative about men in general. We don't cheat. Sister, the white man has to <laughs> in order to break up the black family. That is what's happening, and you are falling into the trap of the white. What it is, you yes. kill the head, you kill the body. They kill off the white yes. man. Huh. <laughs> hey, welcome oh, to um, welcome to the last Don't day of Black see. History Month. <laughs> Don't you see? <laughs> And speaking of traps that the white man is set, man, let's move on and talk about this vaccination, man. How y'all feel about <laughs> vaccination? Is it a trap? Are y'all? Is anybody gonna take the vaccine for for COVID nineteen? Uh, not unless I necessarily have to, and I can't get employment any other way. Yeah, I'm gonna take it. You want to take it? Yeah, I'm going to take it. My mom and them took it. Yeah. We I all going, we all going together. Like people that are over 60 and have like the underlying conditions, diabetes, hypertension, I can understand why they're hopping on the bandwagon of vaccinations. They don't really have a lot of room to play around with it, but I don't think I'll be getting the vaccination. Let me tell you, if, if it's my time to go, it's my time to go. Trials, we have some real data about it. Uh, yeah, no, because I'm Previously in pharmaceutical sales, it takes at least two years sometimes to have effective clinical trials that actually provide results. Hmm. Takes two years. And, and, it can take up to two years, yeah. And but you have to think about it. You have to try the people with that are pregnant, based on like certain prescriptions they're taking, their, you know, their blood type. There are just all sorts of factors that go into how the vaccine is going to affect your body. And if you don't have any clinical trials to back up what happens to this particular class and how it affects their body, you're pretty much just like walking on the wild side and just going to see what the fuck happens once you take it. Yeah. Hey, Brittany, you, you eat McDonald's? Do I eat McDonald's? Yeah. yeah. No, not anymore. I used to, but not anymore. Why, why, why are you eating no more? It's just not good for you. But my kids eat it all the time. <laughs> just, there's just no, no nutritional value for me. So wait a minute, so wait a minute. So we've established that you don't care about black men. Now you say you don't care about your kids either? <laughs> I'm saying that they're younger than me. They're more like active than me. Like they just, they're just different body types. I mean, they can handle the calories and the bullshit. I I probably shouldn't. I didn't know Brittany was so much hate in her heart. Oh Nothing but hate. Is it hate or is it just being real? Ooh. Mm, gotcha. Uh, it's interesting, man, because one of these things about the vaccine, I'm kind of on the fence. I'm kind of on the fence um, because, you know, I, I, I do a, I do play-by-play -play and color commentary for, for sporting events. A lot of times I'm somewhat close to some of these. They're going to start opening up these gyms again, and so that means uh, I'm going to have people around me. So I'm kind of nervous about that, but you know, obviously we're joking around earlier about being black, but, but you know, our people, we do have a history. We do have a history of, of, of distrust when it comes to the medical field and, and stuff like that. So, so I'm kind of a little hesitant on taking that vaccine. And 
and, and, and it, it, a lot of stuff. Let me let me tell you something about what they're doing in New York, and I'm not quite sure if it's if it's like this nationwide. But I have a good friend of mine; she's a nurse in New York, and the place where she is, they offer the vaccine, but you have to you know reserve your spot. You have to get on the list. And once you, you know, they have a setup, you know, where you come in and starting at nine o'clock in the morning, you know, they have a list of, you know, everybody has an appointment. They can go in and they can take the vaccine. Now, some people are going to miss their vaccine. They're going to miss that time and they're not going to be able to take the vaccine. Well, at the end of the day, at five o'clock, whatever they have left over, they throw it away. They don't give it to anybody. They don't do anything. They just destroy the leftovers. And now I was asking, I said, well, that don't make sense. I said, well, why don't you just have a bunch of people at five o'clock, you know, hang around the store. And if they have a few leftovers, just give it first come, first serve. And she says, if, if that was the case, you know, it could lead to a lot of fraud and corruption and, and stuff like that. And I, I just find out. There already says something about the incubation period. If they're only leaving these vaccines or these injections out for a certain number of hours, that means that it's only been studied that the incubation period is only eight to 10 hours. So after that, it's probably at a high risk for contaminants. So they can't just give it to anyone because it's already been out for that eight to 10 hours. And that is why I say we need to wait on case studies to make sound decisions because what whoever told you that was speaking to someone who wasn't previously in pharma and probably didn't hear that. But as soon as you said that, I'm like, okay, the incubation period for this vaccine is eight to 10 hours. After that, you got to throw it away. Mm -hmm. Well, my thing is, let's say the incubation period is, is, is eight to 10 hours. Nine to five, you know what I'm saying? That's, that's your eight hours. You still got two more hours and you have all of these extra vaccines there that you can inject somebody with in those two hours. But she was just saying that- It's it, risky. No, 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 not risky. She, she wasn't saying the health risk of them, in, you know, injecting the uh, the vaccine, she was saying the corruption factor is the problem. She was saying that they might hold it off, hold some, some the vaccine for somebody else. Exactly. Yeah. So if you got a doctor, you know, you got the doctor who's who's inoculating these people, and and this doctor says, okay, I had three people didn't show up. I'm going to give it out at five o'clock. It's known at five o'clock. We're going to go first come first serve and give out these three vaccines. Well, that doctor, that staff can say, okay, well, we're going to give them out to the three highest bidders. We're going to give them out to the three people with the most money. Money, yeah. It's always going to be about the bottom dollar. That's yeah. always going to be the final say, the bottom dollar. But, but right now, it's not. Though. Right now, supposedly, so supposedly, it's about the people who fit that that stage, that criteria. Like they start off, if you're a senior or you're a uh, essential worker, you have first dibs on, on the vaccine. That's what it's supposed to be. So, so let me tell you, I, I was listening to a show um, um, the other day. It was talking about in D.C. You got, you know, they got the wars in D.C. Different wars. I think like the second war of D.C. is the poorest war in D.C. Eighth war is like the richest war. It's Chevy Chase um, neighborhood area. It said that they was only giving the vaccine out in Ward Two, the, the poorest ward in uh, in D.C., but all the Chevy Chase was in Ward Two taking the, the vaccine. You know mm -hmm. what I mean? And and the people in Ward Two didn't know about the vaccine. It wasn't published to them 
or the communities that it was in, but in the like Facebook community page, whatever, in Chevy Chase area, they were saying War Two has vaccines. Make sure you make your way down. So that's the money knowing where to, where to get the stuff done. You know what I mean? Where you, the property area is not known. And, and, and that, it's two ways you can go about that. Me personally, I'm if, if I take the vaccine, I'm going to the white side of town to take the vaccine. I don't know what they're injecting on the black side. Of <laughs> but the white people coming to the black side to get it. And, and see, and that's another thing. <laughs> if you live in the hood and you start to see a whole bunch of white people come to your neighborhood, you might want to follow them. <laughs> matter of fact, my mama just said the same thing. When, when they went to go get there, they said, they were the only two black, my mom and my daddy, the only two black people in there. And they, you know where they stand. Yeah. Oh, yeah. So they're like, oh, you got all these white folk over here in my neighborhood. Let me let me go and see what they got going on over here. Yeah. Let me follow. Let me follow. Mm-hmm. That, that, that's interesting, man, what, what we'll do with this vaccine and stuff, stuff to go around, man. Because honestly, man, I do want everybody to get vaccinated. Now I'm gonna I'm gonna be honest. I'm gonna be one of the last rounds to get vaccinated. I'm, you know, I'm gonna wait. I won't make sure none of y'all grow a third arm or nothing like that. You know, <laughs> you know I, I'm, gonna, I'm gonna wait, but but I, I want the world to get back to normal as as fast as possible, man. I want to be back out here in these streets, man. I want to be back out here having you know unprotected sex. I won't go back out here. In these- <laughs> I'm scared to go back out there because of COVID. You know, I, I need to get back out in these streets, man. But and, and because I, I live in Atlanta too, man, and, and and fools in Atlanta, they act like COVID never happened. They out in the streets, they out in the clubs, and I'm like, yo, I can't, I can't be around y'all, man. I don't want to catch nothing, man. You know, so I, I want everybody to hurry up and get get themselves straight so I can get back in these streets. Get back in these streets, man. Um, ain't, nothing, ain't nothing in the streets, man. Yeah, you, you, man, you know. Tell them, Ty. I just want to be able to read at least one case study before I take the vaccine. Mm-hmm. Like, literally just see how it affected people literally from inception to now and just kind of read about it. I'm sure there's a lot going on behind the scenes that we don't know and you probably won't know until there's actually a completed case study. I, I would think that I think that this vaccine has been around a lot longer than they've actually published it. I, I'm from the mindset, my conspiracy theory a lot makes me believe that this was a type of uh, germ warfare. You know, this was like some type of germ warfare that kind of kind of got out and didn't work the way it was supposed to work. And so anytime you create some type of germ warfare while you're creating it, you're also creating a cure to go along with it. So, you know, I'm pretty sure the vaccine has already been out, but it just needed some thing, some time to perfect it and test it and stuff like that. And I'm pretty sure those tests are, are already there. So, so my, I'm more concerned about who's getting the vaccine and who's getting the placebo. You know what I'm saying? You know, who's getting the real thing and who's just getting the stick in the arm. So that, that's what I'm more concerned about when it comes to the vaccine. So I think it's probably the vaccine that they are injecting is probably real. It's probably true. But who knows? Who knows? Oh, well. 
Hey, man, we are running close to time. We're running real close to our time. So we're going to have to hold off for a little bit and go on, head on out, man. Any, any, I guess, man, I want to start off, bro. BZ, man, you got anything to say before we get out of here? Hey, man, stay safe, stay up, keep your head up, and let's get through this thing and kind of get back to normal as quickly as possible. And, hey, that's about it, man. Stay safe in them streets. What about you, Todd? Anything you want to put out here, Todd, before we go? Hey, same thing like LB says. Stay safe out here. You know, they done lifted the uh, restrictions, so the last call ain't 11 o'clock no more. Still, right. don't try to make, still don't try to make the last call. Be safe. <laughs> All right, that's it. And, and last but not least, man, we want to thank our guests. We want to thank Brittany for coming on and talking to us, man, just spending a little bit of time with the brothers here on the RIP 28 podcast. We want to thank Brittany for coming out. Now, Brittany, y'all, uh, we, know you, you, we know you do your real estate. Is there, there anything you want to say? Give your number out. Uh, tell, tell, tell the people, tell our fan base. We got, hey, we got a big fan base. They love us out here. They see my picture. They say, that boy is sexy. I like the Rip today. <laughs> you got a lot of fans out here. Anything you want to tell them before you get out of here, Brittany? I mean, no, I'll probably just kind of second what, you know, everybody else was saying for me. I mean, it has nothing to do with real estate. It's just in your group text, whether you're choosing to get vaccinated or not get vaccinated, or if you're choosing to cheat on your wife or not cheat on your wife, whatever it may be, just ask yourself, is the risk worth the reward? Like, that's a great question to ask yourself before you make any decisions. So. Good stuff, good stuff. Words of wisdom from Brittany. Well, it has been another great episode, great episode here on the RIP28 podcast. Man, we want to thank all our watchers, all our listeners. Make sure you click the like or subscribe. Make sure you do all that. Like I say, if you don't click like or subscribe, that probably means your mama didn't raise you right. And that's basically what that comes down to, man. We are the RIP28 podcast. We're a podcast where a few friends can get together and we talk about a few things. Some of those things you might like, some of those things you might not like, but we're going to keep on talking here on the RIP28 podcast. Ladies and gentlemen, if you're into me, hope you understand I am not your enemy. Know what I